A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hot damn. I just realized I'm wearing a shirt from a sponsor that's technically not a part of the show anymore. Well, rest in peace. (laughs) Before we begin, let us take a moment, everybody. To mention that we are in the midst of the greatest summer ever. That's right. The Pack Filler Gooder Summer promotion is fully underway. We have a limited number of special codes because they're special for you to use to make your face look better than it ever has. That's right. Using the one-time code of PACKFILLER15, you, the friends of the Pack Filler, can receive a 15% discount on what is already the most affordable yet highest quality eyewear on the market. Uh, brilliant designs, colors, and special edition releases that you can afford to wear multiple styles all summer long. Get to packfiller.com, click the link to Gooder, and be sure to use the code for your one-time discount using the Packfiller Gooder Summer. So there we go. I guess that's it. Let's get to the show, mm-hmm. shall we? Uh, did, did I did I make that kind of lame? Or I hope I hope I didn't. I wanted no. to make it sound genuine because they're cool. Yeah. Probably explaining my behavior afterwards didn't help it. It's like, it's like when you gotta explain a joke, it just makes it less funny. Yeah. <laughs> Did I burn down the back shed? Well, it's because I had a match and a can of gas. I didn't intend to. It just happened. Yeah. Okay, everybody, it's happening. The tour is finally underway. Our picks are performing as to be expected. I wish I had a specific camera on my score tally, but I don't think I can zoom in that close. Um. Uh, yeah, and just to, uh, by the way, and just to close the final sign of the apocalypse, Jack has a new bike. He's not here, but he has a new bike. So if you're counting on that to really start gathering water and food and toilet paper again, Jack has a new bike. Welcome to Life on Two Wheels. Welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast, live from the Rim Break Bar, nestled in the Uribe Studios. It makes it sound so much cooler when I say that. In cycling's once discovered, now great secret land, Spokane, Washington. We used to be cool. Yeah. We used to be like the Mecca. And now it's like nobody remembers us. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. 
Yeah. I mean, do we want to be discovered again? I don't know. Do we want a bunch of people cycling? We got a pretty good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good thing. With me is almost a full panel of regulars minus the guy with the new bike. Gentlemen, please respond with a simple answer this week. Your favorite beverage that doesn't have either alcohol or coffee in it. All right. There's other stuff. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> when, <laughs> you eat water? You mean like the stuff in the toilet? Yeah, I don't get it. Why would you drink it? <laughs> so first of all, he's the guy who went full summer Belgian yesterday, Mr. Paul Main. Yeah, right, how you doing? Doing well? Yeah. Uh, you got a beverage? Yeah, I, I'll have to say, I'm, and I know it sounds cheesy, but I'm leaning towards, I love the pineapple scratch. Really? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I've done the, so here's another plug. It's back. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I know. And I buy as much as I can, yeah. just in case it goes away. But um, the other is that that really light lemon. What do they call it? I can't really. Is it there? light lemon? Light it might be it light is. lemon. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's just a hint of a lemon. And my yeah. wife gets cramps all the time, like CP. Oh, and so really? I make I make a stir up a, a a little bit in a pint glass and give it to her. And she hasn't. I, knock on wood, she hasn't cramped since I've been giving her that. Really? At nighttime. Yeah. So there I go. haven't tried that stuff yet. Oh, I've got a couple of bags. That's a sponsor. I don't like yeah. overpowering flavor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You always so. give me shit because of the sticky shit that drips yeah, yeah, all over yeah, my bike yeah. because that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. No way. Really? Yeah. So I, I love pineapple I'm going to try it because my wife's been stealing my stra- raspberry limeade mm-hmm. version of the same stuff with caffeine in it. She's like, oh, it's good. It's my end. midday drink. And I'm like, fuck. You can't use that one. It's got caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't so gonna use go. it. But yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna use it. Uh, so, uh, second of all, he's the guy who will someday be able to say, "I remember the day those specialized head sock helmets came out, and it was a dark, dark, <laughs> dark day for cycling." <laughs> Mr. Jackson Bulger. Those are pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank man. you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, let's see. I, I'm, I really like sodas a lot. Yeah, still. that's why this. I when I when this was sent to me, I was like, "Shit, Jackson is gonna be." reeling trying to figure out his answer to this yeah i know it's gonna be hard um i there are a lot of sodas out there i like an orange crush but i think uh i like a lot of fruity ones but i think overall i might have to go with a coke just a good Classic old coke. coca-cola yeah but it's got caffeine well, but not oh, coffee true right? yeah, that's yeah, true yeah. i see mm-hmm. what you're saying yeah that technically oh. that counts yeah. okay. we'll give him that yeah. we'll give coke him that. is good yeah. i like coke zero do you yeah, it's not as sweet and it tastes pretty close to I the just, same. Sometimes, I was telling Jackson on that ride we did, on that the three of us did on mm-hmm. Saturday, that I was like, the weather's getting warm enough that I'm almost starting to get to the point where I crave a gas station and a Gatorade and a Coke. Mm-hmm. I buy one of each, and that gets me home on those days where it's like, I'm out of water, I'm bonked, I'm, I think I'm going to die. This is going to get me through. Was that my throat that just gargled that like that? Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, I was wondering well. whose it was. Because <laughs> it felt like mine. Um, oh, me, I'm the guy who freely admits that he never liked that Kate Bush song, even when it came out the first time. Running Up That Hill, that mm-hmm. song that's so popular right now because of uh, the kids watching their Stranger Things, which I am watching is <laughs> fucking really good. But, uh, you know, running up that hill, you're running up that mountain. It's like she looked out a window and just started writing up lyrics. It's just like, hey, let's run up that hill, run up that house, let's run up that building, let's run up that shed, let's run up that old man, let's run up that. It's like, fuck, I hate that song. And now it's back and it won't go away. It's not a really good song for radio. 
Because after a while, it just kind of gets a little boring. Really? Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I hope it goes away again. Now, she did a really cool, uh, when she sang on Peter Gabriel's So, she sang Don't Give Up, which is a cool song. Mm. I don't know if you guys know that yeah. one. Oh, I yeah, Paul knows that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Oh, oh, and mine, mine is, I, I was going to pick Coke, but um, I, it's it's a squirt. A can of squirt. Interesting. Grapefruit soda. One of the best. Why do they call it grapefruit? It isn't purple. It doesn't grow on the vine. It makes absolutely ghastly wine. <laughs> do you remember that? That was a squirt commercial. Oh, oh, oh. Had like really? the snobbish British guy, you know, squirt. <laughs> he goes, wait, it's me grapefruit. It isn't purple. It doesn't grow on a vine, and it makes absolutely ghastly wine. You should call it squirt fruit. Oh my god! So, you don't remember uh, that? Huh? No, I don't. Oh, right. And I, uh, I do. That's because I'm older than you. <laughs> I do have to say that uh, I've, I've heard, and I haven't done this yet, that if you open a can of squirt, you take a little sip and you pour a little tequila in there. It's like a brilliant kind of a <laughs> just working man. Remember, margarita. no alcohol. Working you know? man's margarita. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We have no YouTube audio. Oh, shit. Well, let's fix that, shall we? Let's fix that. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe we have it now. Hopefully we have it now. We'll yeah. figure it out soon, did, yeah. did a listener? Yeah. Q and say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In other words, you're... Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so crazy. That's so nice. I think we're good now. That's not the bot No, it's, ki- it's kicking it's not in the bot. No. It's kicking in and out. I don't know what's with the live stream these days. Something Something's wrong with my software. So give me give me a give me a millisecond here as as I as I fill uh time. Um yeah, right. Um yeah. So um you guys let's take a moment to mention, although that Jack isn't here, he will be gone for spells. He has a uh a, a side job on, on the west side. But Jack has a fine finally has a new bike. And I, I believe that, you know, I do Upstairs I have a round applause? Of applause. I do have an applause. Because Jack his bike is his oldest time. Bike is old as time. Um, it's and um, it's an Argon 18. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, does anybody have any knowledge or experience of Argon 18s? I had a teammate that had one for a while, got stolen out of his garage, and now rides a Pinarello. <laughs> That's as close as I can get. <laughs> Good test that we yeah, have there. There you go. He liked it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I let's see. I know that. The guy who has like the fastest record around the world, he rode those. Mark Beaumont. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He wrote. He rides th- those bikes. Work for him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Astana. It's a pretty cool it. looking yeah. bike. Yeah. The, I mean the, the 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 color and things like that is a pretty looking pretty looking setup. Yeah. Um. So you know, Jack's riding and he's riding it, which yeah. is just. In fact, he wanted to upgrade his computer. I think he had an Avocet on his old one. Avocet, <laughs> thirty. <laughs> <laughs> it um, was neon pink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, does any, uh, so, speaking of bikes, does anybody? Ha- how's everyone's ride week gone? Um, I, I I'll start. I rode the last of the Wednesday night mountain bike race series on. Actually, I rode last Tuesday. I rode last of the Wednesday night mountain bike race series on Wednesday. Th- big kudos to our friends at uh, at the Wednesday night mountain bike race series. It was a really cool of se- series of events. It always goes off well. If you ever want to see where cycling is growing go to mountain biking it's it's absolutely out out of control with with kids and parents and stuff like that it is the most you, you never would have thought 
sending your child out into the forest to potentially bounce off rocks and trees is more safe than being a road cyclist but it's it's huge right now and and so i it was congratulations to those guys on another great series um and i so i did that on wednesday and then i did nothing until saturday and then i did nothing sunday and monday because i'm a wuss hmm. but and i was gonna ride today but i felt guilty I, mm-hmm. my wife's she's really good at it she's really good at making me feel bad about wanting to go ride my bike <laughs> when there's stuff to be done around the house because I, there is a shitload of stuff to be done I, around I think the house. my wife went to that same school yeah. she went to <laughs> to learn that <laughs> how'd the ride week go anybody else uh good yeah i rode the wednesday night then we rode all on was it saturday mm-hmm. saturday yeah. we all rode on saturday that was always cracks me up how much farther away you live than the rest of us we meet at a central location but it's like i get 63 central yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's cl- <laughs> it, but it's it's pretty central isn't it i mean to the three of us he, i'm close he has to add like a couple miles more that's about five it. miles is what Extra. I have to add, but yeah. at the end of the day, he because he has to keep going home, and uh-huh. we start, we finish earlier. You get, I mean, I did sixty three, and you did, you did, did 70. seventy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not and everybody's like, like oh, fifty eight or seven miles. 60. No, you did yeah. sixty three also. Did I? Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, oh, those seven miles. It's like, dude, when you're cooked after the end of a long ride, a long way. Yeah, it was I, a, it was a hot day too. It was yeah. hotter than I had been used to. Um, and after yeah, I, just coming home. It was those last seven miles were definitely you could feel it yeah. each and every one of them. Yeah. yeah. What else? I, I interrupted oh. you blatantly. Oh no 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 yeah. Um. Uh. And then I rode today with my fiance. We rode. Oh. We rode a good. Uh. Out on the Centennial Trail, we did a good ride today. Okay. Very it was fun. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Good for you. I should do that with my wife. She wants to, I think. <laughs> but the problem is, is I've we've yet to figure out. Anyway, Paul, how was your ride week? Well, yeah, I don't remember if I rode during the week. Uh, Saturday's ride, that one was was tough, and I, I and I, man, I came home. I was my legs were aching. I could not figure out why. Really? Yeah, it, I was. Well, and I complained. I just said, "I'm just out of gas." I mean, my legs seemed like they were dragging. My bike was making extra noise too. It was it was a loud, yeah, angry and, woman. Yeah, and CP, sorry to be sexual about it, but you know, yeah. CP early in the week. He's, He's, you know, he's texting me saying, hey, you know, I've got a problem with my bottom bracket. He's taking it apart. And he's asking me all these different questions. What should you do? Mm-hmm. I put a, a new one in. It's still making noise, blah, 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 blah. I think I shared this story with you guys. And then he goes, boy, do I feel like an idiot. It was my rear wheel. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here thinking the whole time telling you guys, I got it. I know it's dirt. Been riding in the rain. It's down. It's a BB-86, you know, press yeah. bottom bracket. Oh, I know. Shit. I know that's what the noise is, you know. So um, when I woke up Sunday, I thought, well, I'm going to take it apart and then take a look at it, clean it up, that type of thing, and then go out for a ride. And I thought, well, wait a minute. CP said it was his rear wheel, so I put in one of my backup wheels, and there was no noise. No shit. No noise. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to go back to my original wheel, and I put that one in there. No noise. It just vanished. So I'm thinking there might have been my wheel might have been a little bit out out of the dropout, which was causing the noise. Might be I don't know. It was only when you were out of the saddle. It wasn't when you were putting hard pressure in the saddle. Yep, I rode both of them. So I thought, well, crap, I'm going to take this thing out for a ride. And so I suited up, 
pop pop the old wheels in there, standing up, cranking it up because I live a little bit halfway up the South Hill. Yeah. No noise. So I'm tapping out a rhythm, going down high drive. I look over my sister's house, and there's my mom's car, who I haven't seen for a while or even talked to her. And I thought, well, I'll just stop by, say hi to mom. Yeah. Ended up being there for about like 45 minutes, and it's oh. like, yeah, screw it, I'm going home. <laughs> so. Fair enough. So that was that was my Sunday ride. <laughs> that was your wait. That was Sunday. Okay. That was okay. Sunday. Oh, I keep thinking. So a nice yeah, scratch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then Monday came, <laughs> and I looked at the weather report, and it said, you know, by nine o'clock, shite. Yeah. You yeah. know, for four hours, just it was. pouring down rain. I thought if I can get out there, I got to get out before it rains. So I, I got the wheels that were making noise, no noise. Started riding. I could feel a little drop, and I thought, no big deal. And about like ten minutes into it, it dumped. It was pissing. It was horrible. And and so I did a small little <laughs> loop. We people locally always call it the hangman loop. And uh, I had absolutely just kind of one of those emotional great rides mentally. Um, that it's like lift my spirits in the in the, the probably the worst cold, miserable situation I've been for for at least a year. So. I, I I was just like I, lift I, my. I'm trying to spirit. think of the question to ask you because it's like, are you, you crazy? No, no. <laughs> because because I think I've experienced. I mean, the same thing. I mean, we all we all pride ourselves on doing a sport that that includes a fair amount of suffering, and you know we've all got this bizarre egotistical mentality that thinks that oh, if I'm going out in horrible conditions, it makes me tougher. It makes me a badass. You know, blah. But but you, you when you walked in tonight you were talking about it almost like like it was a, a, like a religious experience yeah, you know in was. terms of in terms of that and so I'm just trying to figure out what was it about it that made everything I think it, it drew me back because I was thinking it, it put me in a position when uh, the very first stage race I ever did was well the 22nd of this month. In 1986 was my very first race, so that's 36 okay. years ago. And so, um, you know, and I, I was just thinking about, man, I've been doing this for a while. Paul was racing before you were born, yeah. Jackson. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Quite some time. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and then, I, and then I started thinking back, and then my very first stage race was up at Sandpoint. They used to have a race, and it was this, by Farragut Park, there's this yeah. loop, and it was raining exactly the way that was on monday it's stinging your legs you know and i had crap gear because it's my second year into racing and you know i remember doing 40 miles an hour to a right hand corner grabbing you know both binders you know just and going into the corner and (laughs) where there's a pack of like 70 of us going in that corner and it at that point i remember that was a big click for me it's like this is so cool i love what i'm doing and then I thought, I still have that feeling 36 years later. Mm-hmm. It hasn't gone away. I have a great sport because I like playing basketball, but I can't do it anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I can, you know, when we go to Belgium, I'll be able to race in like the greatest stadium ever. If you look at soccer, be like, you know. Manchester United. It's like, hey, guys, you want to do a pickup game at, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> what the fuck, you know, Key Arena. Hey, you guys want a pickup game? Yeah, yeah. You know, we have the sport. It's just, it's so, I don't know, accessible. And it's so unique And that I'm six months from 60, and I still have the same joy I had when I was, you know, 36 years ago. So that was that emotional connection. 
So, yeah. I like that. I'm slower now. Way slower. But, you know. I'd like to contest <laughs> it's that It's true. One. I am slower. Jesus I get, Christ. There I got moments. proof. There are moments. There are moments. Oh, my God. Where I'm just bleeding out my eyeballs going, wait, why? What's wrong with me? Uh, my bike pack week has fallen apart. I do want to say that it has completely fallen apart. Um, uh, as I've mentioned many times on the show, that, that my wife is kind of, yeah, you know, she's kind of wanting to not necessarily want to follow me around in an RV. And huh. so, uh, go figure. Huh? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I also think that a true bikepacking trip, and correct me if I'm wrong. Having an RV waiting for you at the end of every stop is is that kind of cheating to no. a certain degree? Well, for you, not at all. No, I think it's the perfect way to do it. I mean, uh, what the vegan cyclist and his impossible route. I think on number two they got a hotel room. My second week. So. Yeah. Well, the I, second I day, would so. probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to. There's so many, so much shit going. Well, on. Well, I'm curious it, when you proposed her to this deal like you can drive the rv ahead yeah did you request like a foot massage or something afterwards also <laughs> yeah because I, that would not really help your case all i honestly was and and i think a good portion of it is the fact that she's not really cool with the um with the driving of the rv part she's just not comfortable with it mm. and but but my entire proposal was going to be that hey we book these rv sites um you don't, you're not, it's not like this is race across America where she has to follow behind me or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like I leave in the morning, you wake up, have coffee, do whatever you want, screw around in town, do it, drive past me. And then I'll meet you at the, at the next RV site and, and things like that. And, you know, and, and so that was the plan. But, uh, you know, she said, you know, and, and I don't blame her. She's got one week off. Yeah, this summer and does she want to just hang out with her husband who's tired every night after doing 100 miles every day you know and i guess i understand that so yeah so i guess what i'm gonna probably do is is put together like a two to th- three day just trip for myself it's kind of like an out and back maybe a loop for something like that where i go out you know and i camp at one or two different places and, and do something like that or one of the nights i plan on I don't have anything against having a night in a hotel. You know, char- yeah. literally charge your batteries. You know, your, your oh, hey, wait, whoop, Garmin, all oh, that okay. kind of stuff right. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally charge them, and 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 those types of things, and um, and just be able to go from there. So you know, I'm, I'm, we'll see. I'll, hopefully, I want to do it. So we'll see about it. I don't know. I just, I and I need something. I need something to train for. Do you guys have anything to train for? I don't have anything, and it's bumming me out. No, not really. Um, I mean, there's a Fondo in Coeur d'Alene um, at the end of the summer. But that's summer. In s- like September. Yeah, I know. I've been noticing recently that ever since after the chafe happened, I, like, I'm like i still really motivated to ride, but I don't know if I'm as competitively motivated. I'm excited. Really? Yeah. It's just I was really like gangbusters on like we got to win everything we enter into. And then after after we did ch- – after we – like won the chafe and I felt like that was a lot of like mental and physical energy that we put into that. After that, I was just kind of like, oh, now I really got to like figure something out. Like, cause I have so many like different personal things coming down mm-hmm. as well. So it's just like, 
it's a lot it's it's a lot to stay motivated during these times makes me so mad i need something Uh, too bad we don't have a tuesday night series or something yeah Yeah. i'm still hoping out personally that something will come Mm -hmm. uh for the 23rd isn't that when the courthouse crit down in vancouver yeah yeah i don't i don't know how i'm gonna wing it but you know i'm still yeah i mean i'm doing intervals when i can and that type of thing for getting ready for it. That would be awesome if I could make my it shit together. I got to get my shit together. I got to yeah. find something. I got to find something. That's that's my own thing. So, uh, hey, everybody. Um, uh, don't forget, by the way, this is to you guys out there listening, uh, that we will promote your event live on each show. Just send me the information. We'll get it into the show notes, and we'll plug the, we'll plug your events because I think that's huge. And I, you know, here we are talking about the fact that nothing's happening. And, and some of you probably have events that are happening and want to keep it out there. So let's do it. So, guys, hey, um, I don't know if you know this, this the, the Tour de France is is officially underway. And uh, spoiler alert, we will be making, uh, we will be talking about today's stage. So uh, I'm assuming everybody in the studio saw this. Oh, yeah. Stage. Yep. yeah. So let's get to the heat of the topic, gentlemen. And that is one word. And that word is wout. Wow. Wow. Four four stages, three second places, one first place. And today's first place, we will probably talk at length about. Talk to me about his prowess, his strength, what the plans are for his next two and a half weeks. Um, Does anybody have any initial opening statement they want to make on this guy? And what Petri dish he was raised in because he is like (laughs) the perfect cyclist. Uh, I don't know if I see anybody else taking that green jersey off of him. I know that he will not end in Paris with that yellow jersey on, but I I don't think Jakobsen, Sagan, any of the other people that are in that list can really take it off of him because he's, I mean, winning all the green jersey sprints, he's second place, he's Mr. Consistent all the time. Um, and then the fact that he can win a stage, like a classic stage, um, yeah, it's kind of, what what can't he do at this point? Because, I mean, Christ, we thought he was going to win the time trial, and it's kind of feeling like 2021 yeah. again, like that tour where we all wonder, like, what which one can't he win? Yeah. I'm watching that attack today mm-hmm. was just I, – I, I have some questions about the legitimacy and the reasoning for it. Mm-hmm. Would you um, – so anyway, is he is he burning too much too early? Anybody? We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a spectacular rider. I mean, we're seeing something. I was sitting there thinking, you know, because two years ago was nothing but a Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, no. You know, and that's the comparison between the two. Um, I don't know. Matthew's probably targeted a couple of stages, but he really, yeah. his face has not been shown all that much, and I don't think he's yeah. been putting any effort. So he also rode I think the Giro. Targeting. I think he also rode the Giro, which we're <laughs> yes, finding out is is truly a drain on the system. Yeah, without a doubt, maybe needs recovery, or I, I don't know what his plans. But uh, you know, he's going to show his face here pretty soon. But mm-hmm. Wout, um, you know, he's not a prolific winner. Like when Vanderpool goes out, he just wins. It's like it appears to be first place or nothing. Yeah, Wout is. Like, what did I hear? Out of twenty-five races, races, race days that he's raced, he's finished on the podium seventeen times. Yeah, that's that's freaking insane. Yeah, you know that's that's I, I hate to use it, but Merck's 
like. Yeah. You know, but of course, Merckx did did that for his career. But um, yeah, I, it, today's stage was, you know, questioning the tactics on it. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with him afterwards. I did, uh, no, I haven't. So yeah. <clears throat> that was their plan is, is to try and get rid of some of the sprinters. But when they saw some of the climbers, I mean, some of the GC guys mm-hmm. started pushing and they even dropped. Roklich. What I found yeah. interesting, one of the few Ineos guys it was it was Gerai Thomas was still hanging in there. He, I mean, he got popped. Yeah, I think he, he, he just shut down. It's like this is stupid because there's still six, you know, ten yeah. k to go mm-hmm. before we get to the finish line. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think it shows any weaknesses to the GC people, but it caught him off guard. And uh, Wout said when he got over the top and he's by himself, and they said, "Give it a try, see what happens." Yeah. Yeah. Is green the goal here, or or is this the goal? These these incredible moments, these days in yellow, these a uh, stage win, you know, could have been four stage wins up to yeah. this point. Um, is this the goal, or is green the goal? Where 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 do you guys think the Yumbo Visma squad has Wout in their per, in their perspective and their priorities? I mean, I would assume that green is the ultimate goal for him, but I also think that green and some spectacular performances in there are also expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Wow, I, I I keep thinking that there's got to be something up that that there's the this is just so many fireworks early that there's unsustainable. Yeah, uh, you look at UAE today, UAE uh, all their teammates even uh, Brent. Uh, Brent wow. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, Brandon McNulty. He had a mechanical or something, but I mean, they were all everybody's just hanging back. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see, and it's not weakness. These guys yeah. are riding in the middle of the pack. Yeah. So uh, Yumbo Visma is like, unless they're burning the candle at both ends, maybe it's a big long candle. Yeah. That they're hoping for. But. That's what's that's what kind of scared me. You know, it's because that attack was so. I mean, violent. Yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. It was. I mean, just everybody and fully into the red. And there were a lot of people panicking back, but but you didn't see Tadej Pogacar up there. You didn't see a lot of those guys. They were just kind of within range. They just mm-hmm. kind of kept everything mm-hmm. close. It wasn't a panic moment. And But but that is, you know, the, the undoubtedly biggest team in the world just dropping their mm-hmm. cards onto the table. Yeah, and... and it, it it also sh- I I don't think that it shows that Roglic can't handle those type of accelerations. Yeah. But I think the fact that Roglic and Vingegaard try and all stick with those, I mean, in a in in a scenario where all of the matches in the matchbook count, yeah. today was a match. Yeah. 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 That they have yeah. that they don't have now because they decided we want a stage it. win. Yeah. 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 And get him a stage. And that's win. a little nervous. And maybe yeah. they'll shut down. Well, tomorrow. Uh, is going to be interesting to see how that's played. Yeah, yeah. as a cobblestone. Yeah. So maybe they were trying to get him to get his stage win, mm-hmm. and then he'll pull back f- to protect both Vendergaard and, and uh, Roglic. Uh, Roglic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Opening because- opening TT uh, uh, surprises. How about how, well? I guess we could say how about Lampert. Oh, I thought you were going to mention this sock helmet thing. Well, I was going to ask you about. I was going to ask you about Eve <laughs> Lampart's socks, which basically looked like he was going full compression socks up to his, you know, Knee waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, the and the helmet, and uh, and and you know, 
just the overall, you know, first taste, first stage thoughts coming out of the gates. Um, and I'm sorry to everybody trying to tune into the live stream. It's it's shit the bed tonight. So so our our YouTube channel is just absolutely terrible. But um, but yeah, I think classic uh, time trial, pretty boring to watch. I found except for the, <laughs> except for the rain. The rain made oh, it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Poor Stefan Bissiger. Um, oh. and. We're going to get to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I think it really... I don't know if I really love a first-day time trial because then it really is just like, oh, it kind of can blow apart the field, which it Mm -hmm. didn't this time, which I was happy that it didn't. I mean, it did for some. Like, Thibaut Pino is pretty far off. um, Some other riders as well, which I'm not surprised about. And I don't think he's surprised about that. No, exactly. I think he... Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, the rain just really made it the most interesting and keeping everybody upright. And I think it also reminded everybody that Wout is here once again. I know we just talked about it, but Wout's here to kind of dominate. And yeah. then that so is Pogacar, really. Everybody thought that once Roglic went, I was like, oh, Pogacar has to really keep it tight to be able to stick with Roglic. And then, yeah, it's just he I think did. it's going to be a really tough race between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, when I came came to the TT, um, <clears throat> I was I, I actually tuned out because I had to go to work. But I th- I saw Wout finish, and I'm like, well, that's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have he's beaten uh, Ghana and uh, Stefan King, yeah. King yeah, and um, you know, I'm thinking there's no way. And Lampard, I think he's two times he's won the Belgian national championships as a TT. Yeah, he's won stages in the TT. He's not a slouch by no. any means. So, you know, when I saw that, it wasn't like a terrible shot, but I'm thinking how much, but, and he beat him by what, several seconds, five yeah. seconds or something like, yeah. and then to see Wout's face, cause I, I watched the highlights afterwards and he's like, you know, he got me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, Wout dumped it on the, on the ground. So, yeah. Um, yeah. whether it's conditions or something that there's always, ifs, you know, had, had Wout gone the same time he did, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Who cares? Um, but there was, I like time trials. I, I think they're interesting. I think it's a, a mental game on that particular rider. And I think there is a lot of technology in there, but I think also, I think it's more mental than, than the technology. Um, and position does make a big deal on that. And can I ask you guys about the fucking helmet? You know, I the think sock? we all discussed a, a lot of things about the helmet and, uh, Fuck, I, yeah. I I understand it. It's it's going to be probably fucking beneficial. And these huge and, and not just the sock helmet, mm-hmm. the Pock time trial helmet is an atrocity. It looks like it's something that should be on a fucking Nintendo game. Um, the, <laughs> the 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 new specialized ones, big the 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 ones that who who the Enios, yeah, the huge. It looks mm-hmm. like they had a special goggle on, you know, like ski goggles yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Everything is absolutely atrocious looking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's a question here because you know it's going to be beneficial and it's obviously faster in a wind tunnel and it's going to make a difference. But why? Why? Yeah. Why does everybody look so fucking stupid? <laughs> I know. Well, I watched today uh, Quick Step Alpha Vinyl. They posted their first three stages and like kind of... Oh, yeah. Kind of like yeah. a tooth. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and why... Watching 
their riders put the TT helmets on and they were laughing at him. Really? I was like, Ooh, specialized. I was like, quick step. Why did you keep this yeah. in the video? <laughs> yeah. Cut this. Because yeah. they're like the biggest sponsor. But do you think there's anybody sitting at home right now going, holy shit, those are cool looking. I oh, there has one. to be. Well, if... If Lampart would have won that, don't, that, that don't ruin a bike ride. Yeah. That don't ruin you know? a bike ride with a swim before and yeah. a run after. Well, I mean, you know, th- who? What's their target? <laughs> I mean, I heard uh, Rowan, who's the cycling tips uh, tech guy, yeah, and he's big into TT, and he said each, I believe it was him, um, but I'm pretty sure uh, that each helmet is unique to each rider's position. So. The Pac one oh, that Jesus. that's developed was actually developed for one particular guy on the track, and it works for probably like Bessinger, Ashton, Ashton Lambie. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he's been riding. I don't think. Yeah, yeah but uh, there was a Watt team that that was doing like national championship Who or national. Ashton rides for. No, this is a British Watt team. Bike. Yeah, oh, well, like, maybe he's on that. It's team like a now. different. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but there was a, a, like four brick guys who were doing mm-hmm. the team pursuit. Okay. That I think that's what it was developed for. I could be wrong, but. Anyway, so that helmet in a certain position is the most aerodynamic. But if you're a rider whose position is a little bit up, it's the worst helmet. Really? Each helmet is unique. Aero helmet is unique depending on your type of riding. And so in in the industry, to me, they love one size fits all type. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. It's easy for them and be on the cutting edge. So you throw a stinking sock over the top. And Specialized says the reason they had to have that is because it's so wide. It helps stabilize with this sock thing, stabilizes the helmet instead of going from side to side and losing. It's like, seriously, if that's a problem? Now, getting to the the cask one, I listened to uh, What's Occurring with um, Geraint Thomas and Luke Rowe, and they're teasing about him leaving his gilet on. Yeah. Yeah, And he's like... No one caught it. I forgot all about it. And he says, I'm about 2K in it going, oh, fuck. What do you, I can't take it off. You know, you're in an arrow bike. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's you, not, whatever. You're, you're the time it would take to yeah. take it yeah, off would really, ruin the drag. And yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. raining and shit yeah. weather and he could crash and, yeah. and, and do a frill. <laughs> this is know? Garrett. <laughs> yeah. But this is Garrett. <laughs> exactly. He's probably going to crash. Who would yeah. look dumber? Just finish. <laughs> he said, finishing with the gilet on. Yeah. Or, or crashing, trying to take it off because you yeah. forgot. So, yeah. But he said he was <laughs> the most frustrating because the new cask helmet kept coming down over his eyes and he couldn't see because they were massive. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, this is the show where all the manufacturers are pushing out their new product. Yeah. And uh, David Miller in his podcast was saying, you know, it's cool to get prototypes. And supposedly, Bassinger... Uh, Stefan Bissinger. Bissinger yeah. uh, had some prototype tires that he was testing on. Oh, yeah. So, and I found out also, listening in, he races, he looks barely because of his helmet and his, his position. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, two times. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that he looks just only several, like, meters ahead. Mm-hmm. And the radio tells him, right corner coming 200 meters. Yeah. And he counts down, and then he can set up and set up for the corner. So that's his style, and he's always done that. He's able to do that and keep that extremely arrow tuck. And he's extremely fast guy. But in the rain with prototype tires, probably not the best time to Jesus. try and <laughs> yeah. no. do that style. 
not very talked about is is the strength of Tade. And I think that is a really good thing right now for for the UAE team, for Tade Pogacar, for everybody involved. Sorry, my seat's getting lower, so I have to do that to bring it back up because I think my seat's dying. Um, I miss my fat ass. Um, <laughs> he is riding brilliantly quiet this first mm-hmm. week. Um, and, and just to see what he did in that time trial, you know, he just kind of sat back and went, <laughs> Yeah, I got this. Um, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. And Jackson's going to be very happy to talk about this. Let's talk about Peter Sagan, how he looks, his attitude, his humor, his results. And are we seeing the Peter Sagan of old in any way, shape, or form? I think the he's feisty as he was back when, uh, back when he was more in form. Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday, even seeing him kind of shout at Wout, which I have something on that too. I think mm-hmm. it's very. It was a wop chop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just came up with that now. Yeah. Well, I I found it interesting that he. I don't think he closed the door very hard on Sagan. He uh, did a little. He did a little, and you yeah. see him look down and then begin to drift left. And it's like back in the day, Sagan would have gotten penalized he for would, that. Sagan would have moved more aggressively to the right. Yeah. And there was still a door. Anyway, I'll let you finish. No. That. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is, I found that. I wonder if there's a political difference there with Wout's the star child. Sagan was kind of like a drama yeah, yeah. to the to the UCI. Anyways, that's that's you know what though it is it is kind of funny if you think about it because there were years where you know Sagan would have been penalized, but oh, Golden Boy does the same thing and he gets away with it. So yeah, yeah anyway, something I, something I found, but it was it was yeah, yeah. it's really good to see that he's like third or fourth. I think he'll take one. I think, yeah, I, think so. I, I think he'll win a stage with how with how he's looking. And, I mean, today, Daniel Oss and other Total Energy riders were on the front working for him. So I think with the right combination, I think he might do it. Talk to me about his chances. for if He is going for intermediate sprints. Mm-hmm. He is uh, surfing the wheels like the old Peter Sagan. Talk to me about what you think, and I'm asking Jackson this primarily first, just because that's his, this is mm-hmm. his boy, um, about his uh, his perspective and potential of being in green in Paris in two and a half weeks. I think he'll take second. I don't know if Jakobsen really? can uh, really keep it to a point where he'll get over the climbs and stuff, because I know that after a while, Sagan will... Every, there's at least one stage where his team looks at, and they always like really go for it where they dropped the other sprinters. I remember when he did it with Sam Bennett a couple sure. of years ago. Um, and so I I think he'll end up overall in second place because on those stages when it's hard, that's when Wout shines a little bit more. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be hard to get rid of him, but I think that Sagan will – he'll end up in second, a comfortable one. You think so? Yeah. I, I – I... <laughs> As somebody who picked, <laughs> as somebody who picked, that was perfect that I actually touched the pad. Um, somebody like Michael Matthews, who hasn't been seen at all, and I keep forgetting the fact that he has Gronovegan as a as a um, as a teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking of somebody who's going to outlast in some of these harder stages and these climbs and get to some of those intermediate sprints. Um, and and I'm a I. I I think Peter's writing like old Peter where mm-hmm. he could maybe potentially get to those, but I'm still not sure he has it in the tank to get through a lot of these mountainous stages, yeah. but I know Fabio Jakobsen doesn't. Yeah. I know Caleb Ewan doesn't. 
I know Dylan Gronovegan. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, he was getting shelled on on a lot of these climbs today. And this is hypocrisy for me speaking this because, <laughs> you know, I can't either. But but um, as far as the sprinters go, I think we're about to see a gigantic shift. I'm somebody like, wow, could win green in Paris. But I don't think it's in the team's cards. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I think I, I'm wondering if that's part of the plan for him to grab green. His his obligation for the yellow is going to turn once they hit the mountains. He, he's grabbing as many points as he can right now, yeah. intermediate, mm-hmm. and once with the rolling hills. And tomorrow with the cobblestones, it'll be see if he's going for the win yeah, or whether he's going to be watching after his two two uh, GC guys. So he might have to. Yeah, yeah. And, and that might be some of their deal, you know. Yeah. When it comes to Sagan, um, got it, it. It certainly would benefit, even if you're second, all, all Wild has to do is crash out. He's in green. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. and he's thing. at number eight. You, mm-hmm. you always, you never stop thinking. Well, he's he's seventeen or twenty six points ahead of me. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. No, especially um, not that you wish that upon them, but mm-hmm. you know. But you've got to think that that Yumbo Bisma has a priority, and that priority is to win yellow it. in Paris. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. um, and and that Wout's objectives are are going to be. A second fiddle as mm-hmm. as we get closer and closer to these mountainous stages. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. And that's why I think they're trying to grab as many points as possible. Yeah. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I, I'd like to comment on the sprint with Wout and. Please Sagan. do, please yeah. do. So, if you look at the way Wout Wout is one of the the most straight line sprinters yeah. you'll ever see. When he's throwing the bike around, it's still that everything's just a straight line. He's yeah. not like all over the place. Uh, on that, obviously, he was in the center. The way things broke up was uh, uh, Michael Mokow did Morkow. Yeah, he yeah. had no idea that that uh, he lost his his man and was leading out Wow, pretty much. Um, and then uh, Laporte broke to the left instead of the right. If you start looking at the way things happened, and that's what opened up the door for uh, Jakobsen. Yeah. Is because it just like split open, yeah. And I think Watt was kind of pointing that direction to go towards the barriers because that's the safest thing. But his line is a gradual; it, it wasn't like sweeping his wheel. And when I saw Sagan, you know, there was a he nudge. Was, he, yeah. he nudged, yeah. but there was still. I've seen him hit gaps thinner than that mm-hmm. between yeah. the barrier. And the, the thing is, is that it took him out of his his timing and his stroke, and that was the thing. But his his line, although it wasn't straight ahead, it was the straight angle that he had. It yeah. wasn't like like at the last second moved over. What we see a lot, and that is what Sagan he got caught by his own game because he does that a lot. And he and Jakobsen the day before or two days before on stage yeah. one, those two were going at it. Yeah, and and I'm thinking, man, Jakobsen has got a lot of guts because he's got it was Sagan that initiated the contact and he was pushing him. Yeah. And Jakobsen pushed him back, and that shut him down. And I'm thinking, this yeah. is a guy that just ran into the barriers, and you're running, you know. Yeah. But, and I, I, you know, to be at this level, you've got Jakobsen you obviously has to pass by that, you know. And I don't think I think those guys are running on instinct to a certain extent at the at the, those moments. It's just you don't have time to be logical and tactical. You're just trying to just get through gaps that might not be there and watching. 
watching the bumping and the, and the things like that is is so impressive at this level. Yeah, forty miles an hour. Yeah, you know. Whereas you know, if you're in a forty plus crit, uh-huh. you know, you're dealing with people who who you know you touch their wheel and they blah, you know, they're going all over the place. <laughs> and so, you know, the 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 rubbing is racing is beautiful when you've got professional people mm-hmm. doing it, but yeah. when you're at the, our level, it's, it's scary as fuck. But uh, but I I agree I think uh, and I'm I'm so glad that I guess when Sagan crossed the line there were a lot of people trying to interviewers trying to goat him into yep to, yeah you know, and he would not creating some drama and he he at this point he's like no I mean, you look at the tape and make a decision yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. such a, it's such a light little thing that it was more like a conspiracy rather than a real yeah. accusation yeah. yeah. So talk to me. I'm, I'm, I keep shifting gears here because I got a lot going on. But uh, EF Easy Post uh, first first four days have been full of ups and downs. Magnus Court obviously uh, potentially justifying the budget of the team for another year with what he's done in the last yeah. three days. Um, and then we had uh, Rigoberto Aran, who's lost gigantic amounts of time, um, and and I. Personally, and I, you guys can agree or disagree with me. Let me know if you do. But I notice he spends a lot of time at the back end of the peloton, mm-hmm. and then these crashes happen, and there's this big jaw-dropping moment that he's losing time. Yeah, sounds like what one of the eights does a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. Simon. He just sticks yeah. to the back of the pack, and then when everyone's like, "He lost the pink," it's like, "Well, yeah, yeah he was right, in the yeah, worst yeah, possible spot." Mm-hmm. Crash, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, you know, I, 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 I'm rooting for them as a team. I. I'm not sure I like the kit still, but uh, well, I think I really that, don't like the helmet. But, uh, yeah, but you know, for Magnus Court, I mean, he he performed really well in his his home nation. That was an incentive, and and yeah. if I was him too, I, whatever it could take to get that fucking jersey off my back and put a different one on, <laughs> I was trying to get as many points as possible. <laughs> so he's that, got who it knows which one was more important: the, yeah. winning it in his home country or just getting rid of shame. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think another thing with EF is um, thinking about, yes, everything has gone wrong. Rigo's pretty much going to go for stage wins at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. It's... But nobody's talked about, I've talked about him a bunch, but Nielsen Paulus. Yeah. yeah. He's been in the peloton. He hasn't gotten dropped, lost any That's time. That's man. He's yeah. been there the whole time. So, if I mean, if he can pull off a miracle and stay within within that final selection on those mountain stages, I, it's all up to him now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, 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 the tactic I think is bizarre that there's not somebody in a car going, Regal, get to the fucking front, dude. Yeah. Get up there. Shit's going to happen. Tensions are high. I mean, this is me. I'm armchair quarterbacking here from my from my home studio. Mm. But uh, but it's just that, that I, somebody's not screaming in his earpiece going, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I, I think that's kind of his style. He's always been that type of style. If I, uh, I mean, I don't have any proof, but. Yeah. If I think back, he is like nowhere. Even when he got second that one year, yeah. what was it, 2019, 20, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, that he was like, where did he come from? All he did is just sit in the back, conserved, and when time came, I mean, yeah. that dude poured it on. And I think that's his style. And you live by your sword, you die by your sword. And yeah. He's yeah. dying right now. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what, what lies ahead. Uh, tomorrow, stage five, uh, obviously. The best stage. Yeah, for, <laughs> for somebody like one, you, yeah. this is. Um, so, uh, what what needs to be taken into account for for something as drastic as tomorrow? With a lot of these little, you know, skinny little birdmen who who don't know what it's like to ride bumpy roads. 
yeah. one, the one that were the, the well, the two that worry me the most are we were talking about their team so heavily, but it is Roglic and Vingigo, yeah, mm-hmm. who haven't had to ride in like very much in like a cobbled type of situation. Pogacar, I'm not too worried about because I find that when he was in those cobble classic scenarios, I mean, Christ, he was up in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his his Strada Bianca didn't go too badly. Yeah, it wasn't cobbles, yeah. but yeah. you know, yeah. Um, so. He's not the one that I would necessarily be worried about. It's the other two who don't have as much as of experience in these type of situations. And also Roglic, who is, as we all know, pr- pretty prone to crashing. He's a magnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so those are the type of riders that I would keep very close eyes on because it seemed like in the past couple of tours when these type of difficulties have come up, usually Yumbo Visma are the ones to are the ones kind of to fall. Yeah. Sometimes. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see those type of riders. Um, I mean, even Ineos, they have a really, they have a pretty good team when it comes to this stuff. I mean, they have the the winner of Perry Roubaix and Philippe yeah. Ogana, who's a monster on whatever it, on Any anything surface. flat. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's going to be a really exciting race that could genuinely take riders that we thought could win the whole thing out of it. Do, entirely do i know paul you've got something else to add to this but do cobbles have a place in a grand tour like this i, think I know it, that's an ongoing question that's constantly asked well i i think you know not always but to mix it up i think it's a good addition mm-hmm. um you know you think back in 1903 they raced the whole thing on gravel pretty much they didn't have yeah know, roads and you know, yeah, they had to do their own support and all that type of thing. They had to raid cafes. Yeah, and, you know, there's too, things yeah. have changed, but I, I, I think the tour to me was somebody who could time trial, someone who could take on diversity, whether it's even the weakness do come out the best you can in your weakness, whether it's climbing a hill like Miguel Andrin had to crush everybody in the TT, yeah, and hang on to those big climbs where Kiapucci or or whoever the climber was was just trying to drill it you know he had to that that to me is a good tour rider one that can finish no matter what your weakness and strengths are yeah pagacha is there i look at him i'm thinking is there a weakness uh we'll we'll find out because there's a good mixture of this you know we got cobbles we're gonna have a long time trial we just had a short time trial yeah there's gonna be mountainous rolling hills so far disappointment is no crosswinds and i look tomorrow and it doesn't look like there's like four, five miles an hour. So yeah. you know, like eight uh, kilometers an hour winds. Is this yeah. still is this still Tade's race to lose? In your opinion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, is there anybody you see kind of waiting in the wings that's on the cusp of something big? I think Jonas Vingegaard is is on the cusp of something. He looked pretty big. comfortable today when the hammer came down. He did, yeah. and I think he shut down just for Roke. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and for, for nobody and nobody else to change. Yeah, for he, was, he was with Yates there, and he's like, "I'm not going to close the door." Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm going to let Wout keep going. And that's the thing. I mean, the teammate is is like, "No, you have to chase." But also, I think he shut down. Is is all teams are going to chase now? Just sprinters are going to chase down Wout. That just yeah. limit limits like three teams are going to chase down Wout. But if he was up there with Wout, the whole peloton would be like, you know, alarm bells going off. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was a good. Good move on his part, but he seemed pretty comfortable, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are some writers that I'm interested to see show a little bit of face. I mean, like I mentioned last week, Roman Bardet. I'm really interested yeah. to see what he can yeah. do. Um, 
just yeah the gc guys who aren't necessarily like the top ones i'm interested yeah. to see what their form is like we're about to enter a completely next phase of this race i mean here we are only four days in which i i i don't know if i like the hey the tour starts rest day yeah, that was kind of a bummer. I understand it's a travel day. The Denmark yep. stages were unbelievable. The, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the fans were huge. The, the races were beautiful. Uh, the country is gorgeous. Um, Diva was there, and he, mm-hmm. he, he said it was a brilliant place to be. Um, but uh, I, I forgot my point. Uh, basically, along the lines of, you know, I, I, it's there's so much that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. There's so much on the horizon. We thought this gigantic bridge was going to be such a dramatic moment. It didn't live up to it. We're thinking tomorrow's cobbles are going to be a gigantic dramatic moment. I hope they live up to it, but not in a destructive manner. We're about to reach an absolute boatload of of hills. Mm. I mean, there are so many stages that have major, major climbs and finishing climbs in them this year. That is just, I think it's going to completely change the dynamic of things, especially for me, who's got one point in the, <laughs> in, the well, in the total. Isn't Sunday the Super pl- uh, Plunge de Belfi? I that think that's, yeah, yeah. And that is a 20% gradient right towards the finish. So Jeez. there's, yeah. things are going to really open up at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's Sunday. But anyway, that's that's the one. They always throw in that one mountainous that, they try and break things up. So yeah. now, now the cluster of those that are good time trials for Flatlanders are yeah. like, oh shit! They just yeah. had, they just lost three minutes. Yeah. You know, and those who who lost three minutes and the crosswinds typically just gained all their time back. So yeah. it's an equalizer. How's everybody sitting overall in the points totals? Um, I just mentioned whispering, whisperingly quiet because I I have one point of, and that's because Tade got third in a. Uh, in the opening time trial. That's it. That's all I've got so far. And I'm I'm regretting several of my choices. My Florian Seneschal was a stupid choice. Uh, ben O'Connor, I'm not giving up on yet. Uh, my Michael Matthews, I, I think I, I'm not counting him out. I love the guy, but I think they I think uh, the team put too much into Dylan Gronewagen. Although when I was watching them chase back with Gronewagen today, Matthews was not one okay. of the chasers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's something that might save my ass. But I have one point right now. Guys, how are well, you doing? I'm in the middle because I have six. You have six? Mm-hmm. That's not bad, though. Yeah. That's, that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Jackson? I have 12. Fuck! Uh, 11 provided by Wout and one provided from Tade. So. 11 provided by Wout. Pretty good. Yeah. I will, why didn't I pick Wout? Dan Lloyd what today. What was I thinking? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Dan Lloyd today said it best. He said that if you are doing your own fantasy league, Wout Van Aert is a really good pick because he is Mr. Consistent on yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. He will be top three every, pretty much yeah. every single time. Shit. Speaking of, but speaking of Dan Lloyd, you mentioned Dan Lloyd. Talk to me, you guys, about the coverage you've seen. What do you guys think so far of things? I've I've been watching the GCN uh, Eurosport coverage in the mornings, and then it, it, in the evening, my wife looks at me and she goes, "It's not it's not July unless you put on peacock the now. peacock version." Yeah. And we and we hear this stuff going on in the background, and the stages I've listened to. Or because I listen, I'm, I'm bouncing all around the house, getting dinner and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, 
I'm impressed with the Peacock coverage. It's who's, not who's, bad at all. Who's doing the coverage? Yeah, it's uh, the play-by-play is more or less Phil and Bob, hmm. which I think is a great hmm. kind of team. I think Bob's got his chops for it. He's been doing it for a long time. And then in the booth, you know, kind of this before, during, and after is is Christian Vandevelt, um, Chris, Chris Horner, and and yeah, I think Adrian Carson. Who I think it's I think that's who it is. Yeah, I can't it's just one of those yeah. generic sports guys yeah. who's With gray yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Who's who I don't think he's doing badly. Mm-hmm. But you know, and um and they, they have a different person on the moto this year. It's not Perino, which bumps me out because I really like having Steve on the on the moto. But uh but that's about it. You know, I, I haven't seen Frankie and I miss Frankie because I liked his perspective mm-hmm. and you know, soft spot for him. But uh but Phil's Phil's I, I'm trying not to make an old person's joke because because there is an old person's joke that's in my head, but it feels feels a little more Careful. clear clear minded this year. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I I don't think he's doing such a shabby job this year. Mm-hmm. It's not my go to choice because I think GCN has it fucking covered. They're yeah. crushing it. Mm-hmm. You guys, I've been I've been only watching on GCN. Um, yeah, I I like the rotating commentators because yeah. it doesn't just yeah. keep it. It doesn't keep it monotone the entire time, and every single one of their play-by-play announcers is very like animated. Yeah, I I really like them. Carlton and then, Kirby kind of pulled a bonehead move the other day when they were passing by. Uh, uh, was it? I can't. Shit, I'm pulling a bonehead move by not remembering <laughs> who the, they passed by a uh, memorial to a a, 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 a Danish cyclist, Rolf van Kersorsen, I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, just and died. he yeah. didn't know who he was. And he said, well, whoever Rolf Anka Sorensen says, I guess that's a great tribute. And it's like, oh, fuck, dude. Ah, oh. No. And the Internet got all pissed off about it and things like that. You know, and Carlton sometimes goes off on tangents that some people don't like and things like that. And um, and I, I can't pronounce her name, but Orla Shinwi um, has had some Internet trolls bashing her some male fuckheads who've been bashing her for things like that out there and uh and dan lloyd went online and he's just like you guys know that when you tag us we read this stuff and it's really hurtful and um i i don't understand it i, I really don't understand because I, I don't think anybody's been doing a bad job no i i think uh or does a great job of piloting their their before i watched their breakaway you know the mm-hmm. before and after stuff and i like their analysis they have Robbie McEwen, who yeah. SBS let go. Yeah. What a mistake. What a and great gain mistake. for Eurosport and GCN. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Daniel Lloyd's always good. And Adam Blythe is so, he's such a character. He always Sean, has some. <laughs> fucking Sean Kelly. And, yeah. And it's yeah. Just like, but the wow. rotating, like you said, though, Jackson, is the rotating that you can tell. Because I can't imagine, I would be total rubbish calling a, a race like you know Bob I mean? and pa- Bob and Phil. Yeah, yeah. You, you just got to get exhausted because they're doing yeah. the, the pretty much the whole race, you know, yeah. and and they're just rotating in. People are eating. They're not getting, you know, have yeah. something to drink, and yeah. they they hop in and out, and it, and it's refreshing. And I think they've nailed it. I think yeah. they've nailed it. And the legend himself being on that moto, Brad Wiggins yeah, is. Probably, yeah. Oh, I <laughs> forgot about yeah. Bradley. Yeah. He's, oh my yeah. God. Well, he he. The way he uh, speaks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is very like he's super concise about it. You mm-hmm. can tell he's been in the peloton before. He gives like really good information, 
but it's also it's it's weirdo Brad Wiggins. Yeah. Like yeah. given his <laughs> like weirdo. I love it. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. he's a pretty like he's he's out there. Yeah, he went from like being like a regular cyclist to now who he is. Yeah. yeah. Um and he just he brings his little spin to everything and I re- I really like him ha- being there. Yeah. I don't think anybody else could do it. Of that team, I, he he said today when Wout was passing him and he he was congratulating him and he says, "Wow, I really just controlled myself by not swearing on air because of what I wanted to say to Wout, you know, was a compliment, yeah, you know, something like <laughs> you know, great fucking job, man, yeah. or something yeah. like that, you know, it's just like, oh god, I and that he... guy knows cycling history, yeah, yeah, he, he does. is passionate about it, he knows everything about every type of race, yeah, you know, bike race, road race, yeah." yeah. I, I've, I've been loving it so far. Mm-hmm. So um, here, we're going to go to our topic, you guys. Brought to our, by our friends at Wahoo. You know what they do. You know how well they do it. Computers, trainers, heart rate monitors, training platforms, the whole shebang. Get to packfiller.com. Click the link. Get the best out there. I want to talk about bonehead moves, guys, today. Um, mistakes made in races and training and, and in life in general. Um, for, so to start off, and what popped this into my head was... Poor Jasper Philipson's Philipson's uh, celebration was second place today. Um, we're seeing this a lot, and I love that they, you know Wow did it, you know, by celebrating early and he got passed. We're seeing it. Uh, uh, um, who was the EF writer? Alberto Betiol. Alberto Betiol, who did it, and we're seeing a lot of this happening recently. Um, why is this a commonplace? Is it because the cameras are on everybody more often, or what's going on? It throws me off because they have a radio. Yeah. How in the world did they not know, like today, what yeah. was up ahead? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I know that if I didn't have a radio, I could see that because he was well, right there. Well, the, the lead vehicles were, there's a couple of times he was maybe inside, 75 meters but, up the road. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, did you see, I think it was Laporte afterwards. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, yeah, he's like going, dude. The winner's up here. Oh, yeah. 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 Right when he crossed the line. Cause he's like, oh. he's doing that. You yeah. Know, the whole yeah. chest beating. Stuff. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, we won. Sit down. Yeah. Man. That was, oh. I see, I was saying the same thing too, especially if you have all that information in your ear, you mm-hmm. should be able to know, Oh, I didn't win. Cause this is the pinnacle of our sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is nothing held back. The information is there. The training is yep. there. The understanding. The best fucking riders in the world at the biggest race in the world. And you don't know that somebody's up the road. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Really? Yeah. yeah it's I mean, I'm not bashing him because, I mean, yeah, I think somebody said it really well. They were saying, like, you know, that sprint Philipson did today was worthy of a c- celebration just because it was a freaking yeah, amazing he, show yeah, of power. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. But uh, is this a, a sign of an... A, like a common occurrence is this is this is this I, d- I don't want to bash the sport that i love but are are our riders becoming robotic responses to cues from a team car well apparently not because they don't know who won <laughs> <laughs> well i'm so what i'm saying is somebody in the team car dropped the ball pull a yeah. bonehead move mm-hmm. and not tell their riders and and but is that the responsibility of the team or is that the responsibility of the riders knowing the, what the fuck is going on in the race? I think it kind of falls, especially for this one, it, to me it falls on a little bit of both, especially because Philipson wasn't really at the head of affairs when mm-hmm. it came to that climb. And so he probably didn't know that somebody had shot up the road 
And so also when you're coming into a bunch sprint, I wonder how much they really listen to. Because in that situation, like we were talking about earlier today, it's mainly based. I wonder if it's mainly based off instinct to a point where they're shooting any gap, just trying to win the stage as best they can. And so I wonder if the, his, his DS should have told him, hey, Wouts won the stage. But also, it was on him. For, he wasn't up there. He didn't pay attention. He was just kind of living off that sprinter's instinct to find the front. Yeah. Or a teammate didn't say. Dude, we got one up the road. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. hard to say whether it's... I mean, I, I when I ride solo, I listen to music and I have earbuds in there. And, mm-hmm. and wind does cause some kind of the noise, right? Mm-hmm. So was was there a malfunction in his earpiece? Is he not aware of that? Was everybody else not? Or, you know, whether it was the, the DS didn't say, hey. I mean, the job was to chase that down. Yeah. And, and without a doubt, in... They might have just went on the assumption that everybody knew Watt was out the front, <laughs> and he missed that one call. Yeah. Watt's on his own, blah blah blah, and the orders start coming in. He's like, "It's all happening!" Yeah, and yeah. I crossed the line, and I went. Now you missed that one little thing. Watt oh, is man. off the front. Yeah, and, it, and that was it. It's like the third or fourth time I've seen this happen this year mm-hmm. at, at this level of the sport. You know, yeah, it's, it's just it's well, surprising. and it happened in Olympics in the women's road race. Yeah, yeah, Lamb Luton. They didn't know she was off the front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's make it personal. Talk to me about a time you you made a bonehead move in in a race in in training in something like that. I'll even go first. I've I've made minor tend to be more mechanical bonehead moves. Um, I glued a tire on the night before and <laughs> and and rolled the tire in the middle of a crit as a junior. I'm I was a junior for those of you about to bash me online. You know, did you uh, use fast tech? No, I used right. I used uh, Clement. Oh, the red. Yeah, got oh, all over nasty. And it was on my ass when I crashed. And then I sat in Roger oh, Thompson's that's right. drink, yeah, that's Roger right. Thompson's dad's car, which he had just bought, purchased. And I got Clement on on the Nothing back of his car. Out. No, he was there for the entire. <laughs> um, I I was once in a time trial once where I did not tighten my rear skewer tight enough, and I pulled my wheel out immediately into the chainstay. Um, I forgot my shoes once when we were going over to the Seattle to race uh, Friday night racing. My dad made made me race in toe clips with my sneakers. <laughs> well, yeah. At that point, I did guess. you win? I did. See, actually, that, that back then, but that you would have like never. If your dad then, wasn't right. there, you would have never had that victory. You got to thank your dad. Thanks, pops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk to me about idiot moves you've made. Um. Well, if you've ever lived in Portland and ridden late spring off-road, that's a big mistake right there. <laughs> I didn't have uh, leg warmers, and so what I ended up doing was I ended up using the arm warmers that we, the first ever pack filler um, <laughs> kit that we ordered. You ordered your size in two sets. My arm warmers were his, his leg, leg warmers. Were my leg warmers two years ago. <laughs> and... Um, Dad's fat. <laughs> no, your legs, your arms are just huge. Uh, um, and so I, yeah, that was a rough day. I tore my uh, shoe cover that day. It was just a bad one all around. And um, I, after that day, I knew probably shouldn't do that until like mid-July. None of these are tactical wonders. I'm noticing. None of us, we, we never make a mistake tactically. Oh, I, I mean, 
tactical mistakes. Oh, I make them every fucking time. Yeah. My my last tactical mistake was starting that road race when it was no. forty degrees. Tactical and rainy. mistake is you quit too soon. Oh mm, man, sorry, I man. Was, yeah, you're right. That's that hurts. Yeah, ride right. it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it becomes an expensive training ride. <laughs> That's what it is. And you hate yourself thinking that sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Bonehead move, Paul. Um, there's so many, but and I've mentioned this before. <laughs> is the hardest crash, and and I see he both of you guys are empty. But uh, when Team Spokane in 1990, we did Washington Trust Classic, and there was a breakaway going up front, and uh, and and it was the Manitou Criterium, which is they had like a 40 mile an hour downhill down bernard and you had a right corner then a left corner and then a right corner by the dock duck pond and they had a and it was rough off cambered and i was like just my legs were feeling good and i knew i had to bring shut down the brake and roger was maybe one two wheels behind me i'm gonna drink for you guys i got i had yeah and somebody put well which is smart they put plywood down over the top of the storm drainage Oh, with duct tape and my front wheel <laughs> hit just the corner of that and then kicked out and it being off cambered and I was probably at least close to 30 miles an hour and I went down hard and oh, uh, man. Roger made it through he's like a cat the guy always lands yeah, on his feet does. oh I gotta yeah. drink again yeah, yeah, left. Yeah. but I destroyed my bike I destroyed my body and everything it was just overzealous it was I shouldn't it was I mean I could have pulled him back just being smart but it's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna do it right after this corner and those guys would be notified but no yeah i was just got a little crazy this isn't really a bonehead move but this is almost like a a, just a a bizarre trend when you talked about bissiger with this time trial technique paul this this almost robotic mentality where i'm gonna put my head down and i'm gonna rely on the guy in the car behind me Mm -hmm. to tell me exactly when to turn and to go straight and to curve to the left curve to the right because of this aerodynamic technique um talk about First of all, confidence in, in somebody, you know, 30, 40 feet behind you, you know, in a car calling these things. But, um, and I, I, I don't, I, maybe because I don't understand it, I'm going to talk about it in terms of like, are you fucking kidding me? It's just, it sounds stupid. It sounds absolutely, you know, it's, it sounds like, it sounds like Russian roulette. Um, where you're putting all your, you know, I am the engine, you are the driver i don't understand it um could anybody imagine doing something like that i mean i've had i've had race uh you know team coaches behind me in the back of the car screaming at me and stuff like that honking their horns so i could cut the corner in a time trial but not not to the extent where i'm going i'm not going to look up until i absolutely have to yeah i don't know if i could really function in that type of a situation i think i need to know what's in front of me and i i don't know like i would trust the other people to call it on the time that it needs to be but i don't know if i would trust myself to be able to yeah look up pick my head up and just immediately be able to pick that line and i think that's probably what was the issue just he probably would pick up and then pick that line but it it's, wasn't really the best line i'm not gonna lie it sounds really dumb to me well i think he, he did the recon he probably i mean 
Jack's not here, and he would probably love to answer this because yeah. rally racing. Have you watched rally racing? Yeah. So you've got you got your your guy in the right seat, and he is telling you everything. You just have the gas, you know, and he's telling the corner. There's a a bump here, blah blah blah. He's got everything, and you're relying on him, and you're reacting to him because you're going so fast on dirt roads or crazy. You don't you, know what's you going have happen. no idea, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, and. So I think they're kind of u- using that. And if you can function on that, I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think the conditions for him, the conditions had changed drastically, and he had new product was his problem. Yeah, and so, I mean, we all like to see new products. And, you know, when when a tire manufacturer says, dude, we've got the yeah. perfect tire for you. Try this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, JV was interviewed afterwards, and he's like, man, we did everything we could. We had the tire pressure. We calculated everything. It just went bad, yeah. and if it really was the tires, then I really know what that's all about because I told you guys a story yeah. about I bought some yeah. Mavic uh, tubulars and I put them on my wheel and I had a brand new skin suit and the Criterium oh. and it's pissing rain, and I had seen like this big promotional thing that Mavic did like a you know what a skid pad is what they sure. do for cycling I mean for cars yeah. so they how many G's before they anyway. So they they had this guy all suited up and it, and they've got like water on there and this guy's laying it down. It's like, oh, that is an awesome set of tires. I go out, glue them up, and we have a criterium. And uh, I went down hard, extremely hard, oh, twice, shit. and buggered up my body and myself. I got a whiplash on my neck. I had to go through therapy. Oh wow. shit! Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand. You have faith when you. You have to believe in everything. Your equipment, your your person is giving the call. You've yeah. done your research. I've I've raced that course before myself. He knew everything. All it takes is one little thing to throw that. Did you see his second crash? Yeah. He's, his hands are out like what the fuck? Yeah. You know he's yeah. sliding on his ass. It's like Jesus. Um. Talk to me about some other bonehead moves and 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 you know and and I'm gonna talk about in terms of equipment and in terms of style. We mentioned the specialized hedgehog, that sock or whatever the fuck it was. Would I? Would anybody at this bar wear that? No. No. Um, do you think this is going to continue, or do you think in five years we're going to look back upon these helmets and go, "Holy fuck, that was stupid"? Like I said at the out, outset of the show. I think TT wise, I don't know if it's really going to change. I think it's going to keep going. Helmets to, are going to get worse. Well, I think it's going to go to a place where. Uh, advantage matters more than looks. Yeah. I don't know if that will happen on the road though, because I f- feel like if they do that, then nobody's gonna buy anything from them. So fucking. Well, Jero came out with their. Remember that the first oh, aerodynamic, yeah. and that's yeah. gone away. I think there's a lot. You'll see things come and go. That mm-hmm. you know they they make the claims that's faster, but I, I I put myself in their position. The specialized sponsor says this is the new helmet is going to make you faster, and that. I'd say, wait, you get a free can of soup if you wear this thing? You know, it's that. <laughs> you know where that comes yeah, from. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. So I love Caddyshack. that fucking movie. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, it's, you know, this is the part of the industry that absolutely infuriates me. And and if if you're telling me, I, I can't wait to see that, that YouTube with, oh, yeah. with a, a quick step, it's like, they didn't even, sounds like they didn't even know. It's like, really? You want us to wear this stupid thing? Yeah. Yeah. And you see Sagan, you see some people like, what the fuck am I got on my head here? Yeah. You know, yeah. but it'll make it faster. We'll save you two watts per kilometer. Yeah. And yeah. something's like, come on. Especially with, if it was, if it wasn't raining, if it was hot, 
Those things just look like facial microwaves. <laughs> yeah, they just look terrible. Sense. It's like I get putting the helmet on, but when the sock comes on, that's yeah. when it gets yeah. bad. I remember oh, the commentators yeah. were like, "Oh, is it? Is it really that cold?" Yeah, the first thought at first. Yeah, when Vlasov like, went off, they were like, "Oh, it's really that cold." It's yeah. like he's got a bottle. Oh, they all have it. Yeah, I I got to tell you, there's uh, there are times when I just think you know that uh, that somebody in the room in the boardroom at Specialized is thinking to themselves fucking say something this is stupid this is terrible the emperor has no clothes yeah exactly <laughs> it's that moment where somebody should say something because i'm you know and i'm i'm sorry i if, if specialized thinking is sponsoring this podcast i'm gonna fucking burn the bridge right now because i think their current helmets are terrible looking i think they're horrible even the yeah. road looking helmets mm-hmm. uh, I, i'm not impressed I, I i just think i think everything looks terrible their bikes are, from what i understand are very nice ride it's mm-hmm. a very beautiful ride yeah i'm not impressed with the style points right. so mm-hmm. and if you're at home and you think they look cool please tell me why because i would like to question your your fashion sense the whole world would like to know that yeah, yeah. for yeah. fuck's sake um so what are the things that are we currently doing in the sport that you guys think we're going to look back upon 10 years and go fucking no way i do think that as big of an arrow guy as I am, I think that some of the arrow gains are going to be looked upon and be like, wow, that was for such a little like advantage. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and it's also kind of funny because a lot of these like people who are really taking advantage of the gains usually aren't the ones winning the three week grand yeah. tours. <laughs> yeah. So I think that some of that's going to be kind of funny to look at. Um, I mean, even the fact that we're putting a hole in our bikes now just, so we can yeah. clean up the air. I think it looks yeah. really cool. I'm talking about the Trek. The Trek. Yeah, Trek yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think it looks really cool, and I think it's a really interesting idea, especially with the comfort ideas behind it. But I also think it's like, what's next? You know, with UCI yeah. relaxing their rules, I think a lot of these aero things later on in the future are going to be like, God, remember when we would wear socks all the way to our knees? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be looked upon in a funny way. I agree. I, I agree, and I, <laughs> and I think one of the things, and I'll probably – eat crow in, in about 10 years but i look at the tubeless technology for road bikes it's just it's not there um uh Pagaccio, there was a crash i think stage two he rolled in and it looked like tubulars because they were totally flat so they weren't tubeless and um uh filippo gana was he pulled across the line with two flats mm-hmm. he had one almost completely and he ran tubeless for the first time and how many times did we have pictures of like tubeless rolling off the rims and yet we don't hear about any if you roll a tubular there's a suspension involved yeah but so far if you roll if you flat or burp out and then like what happened to roger ah drink no it's a big day for him yeah. um you know that's that's okay. I mean, you can you can go ahead and roll off a, a you know a, a tubeless, and it's there's no penalty for it. That doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. you know the fact that for a, a standard, I know they're trying to gear things towards the average guy who's going to spend money. But if you put those foam deals in that compressed with air pressure, yeah, if you they're not compressed yet, and and you try and put a tubeless in there with that stuffed in there like a tube, right? Yeah. And then you're trying to get that on there, and then you got to get your your freaking slimy shit in there. You pump it up. It, it's just like 
Seriously, they have. A, I know it's antiquated technology, but especially if you're tubulars an average Joe become, like the rest of us. Yeah, tubulars yeah. become even yeah. simpler than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I understand as people don't want to ride tubulars, but because you, it takes about twenty four hours, you don't do it the day before a race. Just let you know, we now yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, N- not a good idea. There's some faffing going yeah. on when it comes to tubulars, but. There is people still writing these for 100 years. Until you have a technology, don't push on the road. I think they're great in any other discipline. They're fine. Disc brakes, same thing. I think they're good in every every other application. We're at this immediacy moment where everybody has to have, be the first in a new technology, and they yeah. have to shove it out as quickly as possible. I, I think, although disc brakes, I think you know how I feel about it. What? Yeah, they're going to be here to stay. They're, they're oh, yeah, not they're not going back. anywhere. Yeah, yeah they're not going. So we're not going. I'll have to die with. Hopefully, I'll die before rim brakes are gone. <laughs> before we end with some fun, I do want to say that the the I yes, I do know the Giro d'Italia the donut is is also happening this week, and I I don't know about the other guys in this panel, but I I haven't been keeping up, and um, I Mike. And I, I don't know if that's an excuse, but I do want to say that, um, and I'd love to know your guys' opinion, just a real quick response in terms of it. And that's the shame that we're doing is a real quick response. The world's largest bicycle race, hands down, male or female, is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Is it a good idea to put on one of the world's largest women's bicycle races at the same time in another country, in another place? I, I I remember when there used to be two tours de France at the same time where, you know, for example, Marianne Martin won the first one um, and and they ran inside of each other, men's and women's edition of the Tour de France. I I feel it is personally, I and you guys can tell me what you think. I feel it's bad timing. I feel it's horrible timing that you shouldn't, if you've got a nine day race and you've got a tw- you know, 23 days in July that are booked for the world's largest men's bicycle race. Don't run it at the same time. But that's a huge gap for women's racing. So I don't know. Yeah, it's also tough because, yeah, I don't know where to put both of them. You know what I mean? Like at the same time, if you want to hold one, you got to have room for the other. Um, But then I also think it's really tough timing that the Giro Donna is right pretty much bookending what's going to be the first ever uh female uh, tour de france France. yeah which is going to be huge yeah and it they are very close to one another and so it is it is very similar to a do you race the giro or do you race the tour type of situation because it's do you want to race the giro donna and the and um the 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 tour yeah the tour uh because I know that Annemiek van Vluten is trying to win. <laughs> God, I got to put my, my... That was not intentional, everybody. But, but I know that um, Annemiek van Vluten is trying to win both the Giro Donna and the Tour. And it's going to yeah. be really hard for her because they are very close mm-hmm. together. And yeah. so timing is weird, especially during a time when... I mean, we're still during technically a time when it could be up and then gone immediately mm-hmm. and so i think finding time in a very busy schedule can w- would probably be very tough and yeah. i think it's it's tough because we we all have an attention pull to whether it be we one do. or the other we so do. it's tough yeah. it's tough yeah yeah well i think um you, you like uh jackson was talking about having them so close together is very unfortunate um 
ASO is a very powerful, powerful promoter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they don't apparently care about that. But I think in retrospect, I'd like what they're trying to do is just like the first stage is right after the men and then it rolls out that way. And I think yeah. uh, hopefully that's a, that's a system that works, but that really hurt the, this race. Yeah. So the, the Italian race is going to have to reschedule, which is unfortunate because that was kind of established a little bit before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think these are the growing pains of women's cycling. I, I, hopefully it doesn't take anything away from them. And hopefully, you know, a steady diet of women's cycling will go. But I can I can already say it's overshadowed for me the men's cycling Tour de France. It's all consuming. Well, it's, it's, it's 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 inundating. You know, from the time I wake up, I listen to podcasts at work. I yeah. you know I'm going constantly on that, and because it's, I mean, it's been established, and that's it's the it. show. It yeah. is it is it. It's like it, having it, the men's and women's World Cup at the same time. Yeah, you you just don't do it. No. You're not that stupid because yeah. I'm not saying one's going to dominate the other, but there's a good chance that you're going to exhaust your audience. Yeah, I mean, you can only watch so much cycling tv yeah. or or yeah. keep up with everything which is an unfortunate it really thing. bums me out because I, I'm, I'm i'm from what i'm understanding the race is going incredibly well mm-hmm. and you know van fluten's riding incredibly well and yeah know, it's just but i don't i i haven't been keeping up i'm gonna be blatantly honest to the listening audience i haven't been keeping up yeah i've been so absorbed in in the men's tour well yeah. and as somebody who's pretty involved in social media it's also really interesting to look out and see that a lot of these teams haven't really posted about it we're seeing a lot. I mean, for Yumbo Visba, for instance, um, Marianne Voss has been at the pointy end of quite a few stages. They Yumbo Visma hasn't really posted about her. Mm, yeah. Trek, Trek Segafredo has been been pretty good uh-huh. about it. They've always been really good about it, um, especially with the caliber of their team. But you definitely see more of Mads Pedersen getting second rather than uh, Elisa Balsamo wearing the pink for a day. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's it's. It's just buried. Yeah, you, you can only hope that this is something to learn from. I mean, that's the best way to take a boot. It's, yeah. Okay, it's already established. This was not ideal, mm-hmm. uh, less than ideal. Um, so I think hopefully some talks instead of just going, oh, we'll just keep doing this until, you know, mm-hmm. until yeah. they finally get it. Yeah. And then no one's going to get it because, yeah, you know, the Tour de France is smart enough when the World Cup happens they delay the Tour de France they for did, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, that you can't just say, "Well, cycling has been, you know, it's it's a bigger thing than you know more people watch the Tour de France every year than than the World Cup." Well, the World Cup's every four years, so yeah, yeah. you know, it, <laughs> you can have all these silly arguments, but yeah, hopefully, the women's schedule, you know, finds and settles itself. It is truly growing. There's more and more competitive women. Mm-hmm. Coming into the game as opposed to, remember, Jeannie Longo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit, yeah. Yeah. You know, Rihanna Voss. And yeah. then, you know, Van Vluten. I mean, yeah. variety. And, and I think we're, re- in my opinion, is women's cycling now is like, oh my God, there's tons of women out it's, there that could possibly great. pull this thing up. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And so hopefully they can, you know, it's out of our control that they'll say, hey, we let's get together and let's figure out a good schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did have a uh, a fun game for the end, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold that off because oh, we're okay, we're at ninety okay. minutes. So oh. the great thing is, it's it's a Tour de France edition, and it's uh, I'm gonna ask it's, it's we're gonna play this 
we for the listeners to understand we've we've altered this next show week because I'm this is supposed next week is supposed to be the week I'm going on uh, on this long ride but mm-hmm. now I'm I'm not <laughs> um but uh we 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 agreed collect, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong and we were going to record on Sunday yes um we're going to go for a ride we're going to come back and so um we're going to do the uh, a fun version at the end of the show of what do they do what do they make you know that that, that uh, classic thing gosh. but it's tour de france sponsors edition so you can choose to study if you wish or you can remain blissfully ignorant which makes the, sh- the sketch i like to win so the bit even funner even more fun so <laughs> well i'm gonna just say it already it's probably a bank uh, yeah, <laughs> it's always a bang. Yeah. Yeah. Many times it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna play that. Or we're gonna play that when we when we do the show on Sunday, right. and and we'll go from there because we have reached our our one hour and thirty minute, uh, really long fucking podcast. Uh, and Jack well, wasn't even here. And Jack wasn't even. We here. can yeah, talk right? about a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's gonna text us all when oh, he yeah. hears that yeah. very moment. A couple so, of days. Yeah. So everybody else, uh, like, subscribe, um, rate us on iTunes. All those types of things that I constantly ask because that helps us that helps us grow as a show and it helps us grow obviously in the rankings of, of iTunes I, I again Jackson I know you're monitoring the YouTube feed mm-hmm. and I apologize for it sh- absolutely shitting the bed tonight um, I don't know what was going on I'm gonna re- reset my entire Wi-Fi change over the, the, the entire house I'm gonna I'm gonna change the <laughs> sheets yeah. Yeah. somebody somebody Johnny Depp and what was her name <laughs> Amber Heard in my bed yeah. Um, oh my so God. yeah <laughs> tell a friend get out there and ride your bike thanks everybody we'll talk to you next uh, we'll t- not next week we'll talk to you on Sunday. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.